Welcome into another episode of the Athletics Prospects to Pros podcast. I'm Chris Burke. You can get me on Twitter at Chris Burke NFL. Joined as always by Dame Brugler at DP Brugler on Twitter. Uh, special guest today, Friday. Uh, is it afternoon yet? What time of day is it? Friday morning. <laughs> is it Friday? Jeez. <laughs> I don't even know where I am anymore. Joined by Fran Duffy, uh, host of the Journey to the Draft podcast. You can get him at FDuffy3. Thanks for coming in. No, uh, appreciate ab- it. Absolutely, guys. Uh, a longtime listener of the show. Uh, you guys do an awesome job. So I uh, really appreciate you guys asking me to come on. Thank, yeah. you, thank you for reading what I wrote to say. Yeah, that of was, course. That helps. Did I hit all the notes, all the bullet points? Yeah, you were okay. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, we tell you all the time dane's one of the best draft guys out there uh fran does some incredible stuff too uh great with x's and o's and the videos and everything so Thank make you, sure man. you get over there and check that out Appreciate it that. is friday morning <laughs> um so we had the first round of workouts late into the evening thursday night uh, over at lucas oil stadium both fran and dane were in the building for that so i guess my first question is uh, like what the hell guys where was my invitation <laughs> <laughs> i gotta watch on tv what'd you think of the new format how'd you feel about being there till 11 o'clock at night you know, it's. I think it's. Look, the the schedule is different in that it's flipped. But uh, I was talking about leaving uh, the building with somebody. It's like, all right, well, if we weren't here, we'd be doing something else, I and mean, we'd be out, you know, doing something else in in Indianapolis. So we're awake for the same amount of time. It's a matter of what <laughs> we're doing uh, during that time frame. But um, no, it was it was uh, definitely interesting, and uh, some of the new drills uh, I thought went well. We'll continue to see more of them uh, throughout the course of the weekend. But no, I- I'm excited. It's always fun to be able to see these guys work up close. Yeah, seeing them live really brings perspective, and especially with the combine with these guys going one after the other. Yep. Uh, I think that really helps uh, with seeing speed, seeing movement in space, the gauntlet. That's my favorite drill yeah. the entire yep. week. Yep. No doubt. Um, and for me, Justin Jefferson, I thought he was the best in the gauntlet. He ran faster than I think, at least I thought. Yep. I was, I was like, in my preview, I wrote that he's probably he's not going to run a four fours. Great call, Dane. Um, and he's gonna <laughs> probably gonna run somewhere between a four five two and a four five seven. It's just that there's a big difference. Like a four five two is gonna look a lot better, and here he runs a four four three, which I didn't see on tape. Uh, he's not a burner. He's not a guy that just blows past everyone. But when he had the chance to uh, you know run yesterday, that was really impressive. And then the gauntlet, he was so clean, so natural, uh, catching the football, the focus, uh, stayed on a straight line. Uh, did a really nice job in that drill. So I thought leaving last night, Jefferson really stood out as one of the winners. Yeah, I think when, you know, coming into the week, uh, this I wrote basically positional previews for every single group uh, for every single day. So I did these cheat sheets, and uh, my uh, blurb on Jefferson was I thought he would be the guy that would kill the positional drills, right? Like I thought, uh, you know, the gauntlet, I thought he'd look great. He's a silky smooth route runner. He's awesome at the catch point. He's just so confident and precise with everything that he does. So I was expecting him to do well there for them him to go and run the 4-4-3 to your point uh, I think just kind of put the, the the cherry on top and I think ultimately when you look at Justin Jefferson this is a guy that can win in a number of different ways he gets it I thought he was one of the more impressive guys Tuesday morning at the media availability um, obviously super productive so checking a lot of boxes there no medical things in, in his right. past as far as I know so uh, this is a guy that's really really impressive jo- Justin Jefferson certainly one of the big winners if we're going to put a, a label on it from Thursday night and I think that you know, at the top, there's the three receivers with Ruggs, Judy, and, and Lamb, you know, whichever one you like uh, being the top guy of that group. But that second tier, uh, at least in my mind, 
Jefferson might be at the top of that tier now. You yeah. know, like ahead of guys like Higgins and Chenault and Jalen uh, Rager. Rager's in yep. there. Hamler, you know, and unfortunately we didn't get a chance to see Hamler. We might be talking more about him this yeah. morning. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so, you know, I, I think that Jefferson went. Higgins pulled out. He decided yeah. to, to rest. Uh, that was a last-minute decision. Um, so, you know, the, he went out there, he competed, he did well, and it, I, it's going to be tough to see him getting out of the top 25 picks. Yeah, I think when you look at just this, the depth of this receiver class, I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum over the last eight months, but it's just such an impressive group, all different shapes and sizes. Uh, you know, uh, Howie Roseman with the Eagles loves to use the, the analogy, uh, different flavors of ice cream, whatever mm-hmm. flavor you like. Plenty of flavors available in this draft. So many guys uh, with such great ability. I thought Rager looked really good last night uh, across the board. Um, yeah, a number of those guys, really, really impressive. I'll tell you, the one guy, Dane, that, like, I didn't, I didn't study this kid coming in, and I was really impressed with his positional workout was uh, Isaiah Coulter, the wide okay. receiver from Rhode Island. Yeah. To me, uh, you know, a little bit of a big-bodied kid. I know the testing was okay. It wasn't great. But I think overall he was one of the more impressive positional workouts. Uh, Devin Duvernay from Texas I would throw in there as well. I thought he ran the gauntlet extremely well, looked really confident at the catch point. So a bunch of those guys were really, really impressive. Uh, the one that really stood out to me, Quez Watkins, Southern Miss. Yeah. I did not expect that from him. He ran in the four threes. Yep. He performed well in all the agility stuff. But I thought, to me, Justin Jefferson was the best in the gauntlet. Yeah. The second best that I saw was Quez Watkins. Mm. Uh, I, I thought he was really natural in that in that setting. And he's not the biggest guy. He's about 5'10", 185. But 33-inch arms, he's got the length. Um, really, really impressed with him. I think he's a guy. He's an underclassman that doesn't get a lot of love. But uh, I thought he created a little bit of buzz for himself with what he did. Where'd uh, Mitchell Wilcox rank in your gauntlet rankings last night? Did you take one off? He, he wasn't very good, if I remember, the, yeah. Is he the guy who took he the took, one off the took face? It, he took it right off, uh, the, right off, right off his teeth. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, exactly. He struggled to rebound after that. We had a lot of uh, some interesting 40 times, too. I want to get back into the receivers. Yeah. Um, the, but before we move on, just because we were talking about the change in the format and the drills, do you get anything from the goal line fade drill with from the quarterbacks or the wide receivers do you have any comp- <laughs> I, don't, I wish they did it in the end zone it was my, <laughs> i know they sort of set up so people can see it where they're sitting to scout but uh you know kind of weird to have the end zones right there and set up the cones at the 20 yard line but uh you get anything out of that drill from the quarterbacks or the receivers i think you get to see their body control yeah. and you know obviously look the they're all going to try and go up and, and attack the football in the air and i thought that Overall, it didn't seem like the quarterbacks were completely in tune with where the ball needed to go in that drill at all times. But uh, you get to see the guys trying to adjust to it. And I thought ultimately, especially that first group, uh, you got to see a little bit there in terms of their body control uh, and their ability to go up and and attack the football. I think it was an example of uh, the NFL not letting some of these guys know that the drill was coming. Yes. And so they didn't have a month to prepare (laughs) for it. And it showed. Uh, Some of these quarterbacks, yeah, they struggled with it. And. Uh, they weren't on the same page with the receivers, and so, yeah, it was definitely a feeling-out process uh, because they didn't have uh, a lot of time to prep for it. The tight ends with the sled, it was the same kind of a deal, you know, where it was, yeah, a, you know, there was yeah. a different drill than what uh, they've done in years past, and so mm-hmm. they kind of had to coach those guys up in right. terms of how to attack the sled, don't go, just go straight yeah, up. Yeah, sled went just you, north. Yeah, we want to see you drive it back yeah. before that, so they, they, you know, a little bit of a feeling-out period there. A couple more of those new drills coming for the defensive guys, too. We can talk about those, Dane, uh, next week, but the, for, the 40 times as I mentioned, Henry Ruggs, I don't think anyone's surprised mm-hmm. really to see him be the fastest guy, 4-2-7. Nope. Chase, Chase Claypool, 4-4-2, four, four, yeah. you have that one? <laughs> I didn't think he'd run that fast. I, I mean, he's he's known as kind of a physical marvel, so I thought he'd run well. I didn't yeah. necessarily see the low 4-4s, four plus a 40-inch vert, 40-and-a-half-inch vert. Um, quick on Ruggs, yeah. I mean, 
I wasn't near. I wasn't with you during yeah. his forty, but I've been going in there the last couple of years. This was one of the few times I can remember where kind of everything stopped. Like everyone kind of stopped <laughs> yeah. what they were doing. Like they're right. watching. Like you know, it's kind of quiet. Like they're gonna okay. What's what's he gonna run? Like everyone was kind of tuned in on on rugs, and it's too bad that uh, you know he had that first false start, that, and yep. uh, that seemed to kind of throw him off a little bit. I mean, but still, if it threw him off a little bit, and he still ran a four two seven or whatever. Tells you how fast that guy I is. I thought the start on his second run, which was the slower run, was just a little. There was, it seemed like the uh, the placement of that first step was just a little bit wide, and that kind of threw him off a little bit. But I think it speaks to his top end speed that he was oh, able yeah. to recover uh, and still break four three. And we have to. We got. I'm surprised we're you know ten minutes into this. We haven't mentioned Denzel Mims yet. Yeah. He he was ridiculous. Um, my goodness, uh, he. I I had a, got a. A text from a team that had him at four three zero and four three two. Yep. Um, okay. That that's that's not bad. I <laughs> He's think, all arms and legs, man. Like, yeah. We're just it, seeing him work out in person. Right. Well, and that speaks to how impressive his, his bench press was. Yeah. He had sixteen reps, which on the surface is okay. It's ordinary. You factor in thirty four inch arms. All of a yep. sudden, that's those are the type. That's a type of length that a lot of offensive linemen are pretty jealous about. Yeah. Uh, they'd love to have that arm length. So uh, it wasn't. He had the best three cone six six six. Very devilish time. 38-and-a-half-inch vert, 10-11 broad. I mean, the guy yeah. – does he get out of the top 50 picks? Well, so the the comparison I was going to make, and it's not he's not going to get these comparisons. I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it was what we saw a year ago with DK Metcalf where, yeah. uh, I mean, just a guy who's built really, really well, tested extremely well in a linear sense, but uh, the lateral stuff didn't look as impressive. And I think you look at his skill set – there are some similarities there with DK where there was some issues playing the ball in the air at some mm. times, but has that ability to be a big play threat, can go up and attack the football in the air and battle at the catch point. Uh, I thought Mims showed some good stuff on tape and certainly helped himself on Thursday. Has, has anyone had as productive a last month as Denzel Mims he's, from a draft? He's taken the Terry McLaurin path. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. where you just crush the senior bowl, go to the combine and press there. Yeah, I think he's he's been doing it, and so it's – it's so tough with this receiver class to yeah. accurately forecast how it's going to play out because there's going to be so many different opinions on the order of these guys. And but I don't know. It's I have a tough time seeing him fall too far. I mean, I think he's. I mean, he was getting second round buzz after the Senior Bowl, right? Exactly. So I think right. You know, leaving the combine, that's only going to. Uh, it's going to be an uptick in those types of uh, expectations. I think he's a good chance to go top 50. Um, but again, this receiver class is so weird that it's you just you just never know. The value of these some of these guys is going to be pretty pretty crazy. And I I mentioned Chase Claypool had a really good night yep. out there. Donovan Peoples-Jones tested extremely well, yep. uh, which I think we expected to some extent. I don't know right. if maybe quite I mean the types of numbers he put up. Yep. I don't know if we were quite there, but that that sort of speaks to it too. I mean, those are guys that you know, I know you like Donovan Peoples-Jones, Dane. Like you had him, the traits, sort of on right, the, right. and yeah. then and we saw the traits, obviously. Yeah. But Claypool, we talked about Tuesday team. It was at least a team or two requested he do tight end drills. I mean, I, I don't, still don't get it. Why? <laughs> like, I mean, I get, I get it. He's two forty, but I mean, he's why line him up across the formation, let him do everything inside, outside. I mean, what? I, I mean, I guess he just needs to be categorized as a pass catcher because that's that's what he should be doing. And he's a good blocker, but, you know, I, I want him out there uh, running routes. And I thought during the gauntlet he fought the ball a little bit. Yep. But I thought he tracked the ball well over his shoulder, did some nice things in the field work. Uh, but, yeah, the, the athletic testing. And I'll tell you what, they're going to be special. And I wrote this. They're going to be special teams coaches 
pounding the table. This guy had 25 tackles in, in college. Yep. 25 tackles. And you know, he reminds me of a, a better version of, who's the kid at? Matt Collins, yep. who the Eagles drafted in the fourth round a couple years ago. You know, big, athletic, and Claypool's a little freakier. Um, and I think he's going to have a higher ceiling at the NFL level. But the special team's impact is something that needs to be talked about more when you talk about Claypool. You took the words right out of my Like, to me, like, he cemented himself as being, you know, ha- having that label that at the very worst – He's a fourth receiver who's always going to be active on game day, right. uh, can do some things for you in, uh, in some of your uh, packages offensively, and also is going to be a core four special teams guy with the upside potentially to be you know, a starting X receiver or you know, if you want to say he's a wing tight end, however you want to you know, categorize him, that's fine. But I think he really cemented himself as uh, being a role player in an NFL team. Fran, I want to, is there anyone else? Uh, Michael Pittman was another name that yeah. we've talked about a bunch. Anyone else that jumped out to you? Uh, in the workouts, or someone that you feel like maybe earned some money this I'll week. You, you know what? I, look, the the big name guys, we can check a lot of boxes, right? Like Jerry Judy had a, had a good workout. C.D. Lamb had a good workout. Jalen Rieger had a good workout. I thought Ayuk had a good workout. But it was, uh, James Prochet didn't run, mm-hmm. and he did the the shuttles, and they weren't great. But when you looked at the uh, the positional workout. He made some ridiculous catches, like fingertip grabs, looking up through his eyelids, tracking the ball over his shoulder. Uh, we, we know he's a sharp, crisp route runner. The, athletic, the uh, timed athleticism is going to worry some people, I guess. But uh, ultimately, I thought the position workout was really, really impressive from James Prochet, who had a solid, work, uh, or a solid work, uh, week of work down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl uh, and obviously was extremely productive. He tied Justin Jefferson for most catches this season with 111. But a uh, really, really impressive player. Speaking of another Senior Bowl guy, Antonio Gibson. Uh, yeah. What'd you think of him? I thought he had a he ran well, and yep. you know he he showed pretty good hands. We're gonna see him tonight with the running backs too. Yeah, uh, which would be I think there's a little bit of a split among teams about 100%. is he a running back receiver? Yeah, maybe just a little bit of both. But what'd you think about his workout? I thought he had a, a pretty good workout, and we saw some good and we saw some bad. There were some focus drops, but he also had uh, I remember I think it was on the post corner route uh, had a, along the left side. He had a great uh, catch where he uh, had to finish towards the ground. But um, you know, I think in today's league. Look, I mean, there's so many guys that are, you know, it's positionless football, right? Is he, it doesn't matter if he's a running back, wide receiver, tight end. However you list him on your depth chart, he's going to be used in so many different ways. He can be a factor on special teams. So there's a big play waiting to happen offensively, uh, you know, for, for Memphis this past season. So uh, to me, I think you look at Antonio Gibson, you can kind of figure out how to use him. And most, uh, you know, the creative offensive minds will be able to leverage his skill set. But uh, I thought he had a solid day on Thursday for sure. I got one name I wanted to throw. We haven't talked. Uh, talked about him I don't think but he's I've had kind of had him circled on my list and he didn't run very well Thursday night but Isaiah Hodgins mm-hmm. of Oregon State you like either of you guys a fan of his game at all I know there are a lot, a lot of people that do like him you know yeah. he's a big bodied kid uh with surprising fluidity right like he can get in and out of a break really look well good. Yeah. yeah and I think when you so you kind of saw that on film a little bit uh, I'd like to see a little bit better playing through contact, but you know, early mm-hmm. in the down, midway through the route, and then also at the catch point. But uh, overall, I mean, a big body kid who moves pretty well. You saw some limitations with some of these other big body kids last night, right? We saw you know, Gandy Golden didn't move uh, quite as well in drills or in tests. Uh, some of those other big body kids didn't even test. You know, we didn't see Colin Johnson, we didn't see Brian Edwards, but uh, you know, I thought Pittman and I thought uh, Hodgins were the big receivers that moved pretty well overall. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he's he's a day three guy. Um, 
I don't know. I found it kind of tough to get excited about his tape. You know, a lot of slants, a lot of quick throws, a lot of uh, you know one cut routes. Nothing, not a lot of diversity yep. to what he was doing out there. But he's a pretty solid player, and he, he had the production this year uh, yep. that allowed him to come out early, come to the combine, and uh, the forty wasn't great, but uh, he looked pretty smooth in the shuttles, which was uh, pretty pretty impressive for him. Uh, for a, you know, like you said, a big bodied guy. Uh, it's good for him to show that short area quickness. Yep. Yeah, the fastest uh, short shuttle of the wide receivers last night. Did, and then did he a, have the yeah, fastest? Four one two, and then a seven oh one three cone. So pretty Great good time in that number him. two. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, we're you know twenty minutes in, fifteen minutes in. We haven't talked about the quarterbacks <laughs> really yet. So I guess we should swing over there. And obviously, no Joe Burrow, no Tua. Dane, as you wrote, I mean Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, both looked yeah. pretty good. I don't think anyone's dropping either of those guys based on what they saw and maybe a little more conversation up towards the other end of the draft. Like, is Justin Herbert creeping up there? Is Jordan Love creeping up there? Uh, what did it look like from uh, inside the building? Uh, Fran, did you... In, in, from my eyes, I thought they both looked as advertised. Check you know, the box, right? Right, exactly. So did you think either of them did anything from from your eyes that would alter someone's opinion of these two going in? Not, not for me. You know, to me... Honestly, the only guy that I walked away thinking, like, man, like, that was a little bit better than I expected, I thought Jalen Hurts threw it as well as I've ever seen him throw it. You know, yeah. he had uh, really good control of the football. It came out well. It didn't die on the back end. The ball placement looked good. Um, I thought Jalen Hurts was the guy uh, that, of the quarterbacks that threw last night, kind of surpassed expectation in my mind. I agree. Um, it's tough with Hurts because my questions with him – you're really not going to see in that type of setting because it's, you know, the anticipation, anticipation presence, exactly. no question. holding the ball too long, yep. uh, you know, not accurately reading the defense and, uh, you know, hitting throws when he needs to. So I, you know, I'm, 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 he's still a tough evaluation for me because I agree. Uh, he looked good throwing the football and we know the character. We know how, you know, he's a yep. guy you want on your team. Uh, ran well too, ran the four fives, right? I believe. Um, and so he's, there's a lot to like about him. It's just my questions about him I don't think we're answered, um, but I don't know. Where do you think he ends up going? Do you think he? Mm. I, I, I'm guessing he's going to go in the third. Do you think that? That's. What do you think? I, I think that that's probably fair. It's always so tough to gauge, um, you know, especially at this point. But look, I mean, he's a. We know the character, like you said. Mm-hmm. He's a tough kid. Uh, he's battled through resiliency to, you know, with everything that went on in Alabama to fight through that, um, you know, keep his head up and then have the success he had at Oklahoma this year. Uh, you know, look, there have been quarterbacks that have had similar kinds of skill sets. I, the one that people bring up all the time is Dak Prescott. And, um, you know, I had questions about Dak coming out of Mississippi State. Uh, at times, I think he was a little bit more of a polished passer than Jalen Hurts. But I, I think ultimately you look at Dak and say, look, he, you know, he had there were questions with him with his anticipation and his feel in the pocket. He came in and started as a rookie and, and performed at a pretty high level and grew into the quarterback that he is today. Uh, I think you look at Jalen Hurts, and there would be some around the NFL that would make that argument in his favor. And so, I think, obviously, this always comes back to what teams prefer and what sort of guy they're looking for, but I think they're, you're probably going to have a couple teams out there that maybe don't want the pocket guy, you know, the, the perfect, like, prototype that's standing by. Maybe they don't want Jacob Eason, the 6'6 quarterback who's just standing in there. We're seeing more of those uh, backups that have, you know, a little bit different skill set than the guy up top. So uh, the athleticism is really interesting, I think. I mean, something like that, you just want to see, like you said, friend, you want to see the progress. Yep. I mean, you want to see him getting better. And there's only so many opportunities. So you now, now you look to the pro day and see, well, is he going to 
look like that? And then when teams bring him in for workouts, you know, is he just making that progress and getting better at those things? Because the experience, the athleticism, like there's some things that we know are there already. It's just a matter of if you're ever going to get an NFL caliber passer right? yeah and I think what you know when you talk about athleticism at the quarterback position it's tied directly to the development of offensive linemen around the league right now uh, and obviously everyone for the most part is looking for quality offensive linemen um, and because of that the quarterbacks have to be able to get themselves out of trouble and if you can't do it with your mind pre-snap if you can't figure out where the pressure is coming from which most young quarterbacks are not able to do that at a high level then you've got to be able to do it after the snap and get out of the pocket and, and you know, be able to do things that way. So, um, you know, that's why, I mean, Justin Herbert to be able to move like he did last night, we've seen that athleticism from Jordan Love in the past. Uh, all these guys, I think the guy you would question is, you know, does Jacob Eason have that movement ability uh, to be able to get out of trouble? That's a thing that's plagued Josh Rosen, uh, both in Miami and in Arizona, and that's one of the reasons why he's just, you know, has struggled to have success. But, um, no, I, I think the athleticism portion is a, a huge, huge part of the evaluation at that position at this point. Yeah. And I think with Fromm and Eason, it was exactly kind of what we thought going yeah. in. Eason has the huge arm. I mean, that ball is just <laughs> zooming Flies out there. Out, it's crazy. He does look like Stafford. He looks like Stafford. He's bigger, <laughs> slower, emphasis on slower yeah. Stafford. I, that's right. a, I think that's exactly what he is, yeah. And, uh, and on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have Fromm, who is very average physically, but you, it, the ball just kind of dies a little bit yeah. towards the end of his throws. Uh, but he's, he's very accurate. I thought he was accurate uh, throwing the ball last night. Um, he's he, he's so he's crushing these interviews um, with teams. So it's kind of pick your poison. You take the physical traits and develop them mentally. You take the guy that's already mentally developed and understand there's a ceiling, there's a cap mm. on probably what he's going to offer for you. Um, it, that, that's an interesting dynamic that I think kind of exactly what we thought going in. Uh, I forgot to mention off the top of the show that if you needed a subscription still to The Athletic, you can get over to theathletic.com slash prospects to pros. Uh, you get 40% off. You get Dane's draft guide when it launches in April. Um, he's got a Thursday recap up. You doing one every day? This what's the what's the game plan here? I don't. I, I'll, I'll do one every time I go in the into the stadium, which I don't know. It's kind of that's a. Uh, you gotta uh, shake hands and <laughs> wink, wink, and I think I didn't all shake enough hands. That's yeah, what I happened. Know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the Thursday ones up. Um, obviously, a lot of a lot of great content coming from Dane there. And we've I was actually at a an a little event we had with some of our athletic folks. We got we're up to like almost fifty NFL writers now, most of whom are down here. Uh, so there's a ton of content all over theathletic.com right now. Our college football team was in town too, so uh, there's going to be a, a bunch coming in the next two months. So make sure you get to theathletic.com/prospects-to-pros for that forty percent off. It's two ninety nine a month. You can check out everything, including Dane's uh, recap from the Thursday workouts. You mentioned in that post James Morgan as maybe a guy that's flying hmm. under the radar a little bit. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So what uh, what's jumping out for him? Well, I mean, if I'm looking for a day three developmental quarterback who has some traits, he really stands out as a guy that I would love to add to my roster and see what we have with him. Um, you know, he, he didn't have a great workout. It was a good workout. He missed a few throws, uh, but I thought the ball came off his hand pretty clean. Um, and from everything, I wasn't at the Shrine game, but from everything I heard, it kind of it reflected what he did down there. I mean, you were I was down there. You were there in St. Yep. Pete. Um, I mean, what do, you, what do you think of Morgan coming in, and then what do you think how he did, how he performed uh, last night? I thought what we saw last night was very much akin to what I saw in St. Pete uh, and very similar to what I saw on film as well. I liked him on film. Uh, I He's my guy from those developmental day mm -hmm. three guys as a guy that could turn. Maybe, not, maybe he's not a starter, 
but quality backup. You know, I think when you look at James Morgan, I think he's got a lot of the, the tools um, and skill sets that you would look for to kind of serve that role. Uh, just rock solid across the board. I don't think he's special in any way. Um, I thought even at the Shrine Bowl that there were a couple guys that maybe had some better traits than him physically, but uh, I think the way that he plays the game translates pretty well uh, to the NFL, and I thought we saw a little bit of that last night as well. And I was really impressed talking to him. He, mm. He's a very bright guy, um, and I think, and he's known as that because he, he graduated early from Bowling Green, so he yep. could transfer. So he's kind of known as a smarter guy, but it, it shines through. Like he, he handled himself well during interviews. So I think that's another kind of box you could check with him. And kind of piggybacking on that, uh, I know Joe Burrow didn't throw or do anything, uh, but I, I kind of paid attention to him uh, just on the sidelines. And he's got this magnetism to him. Like, I mean, he was, he was interacting with all the players. You know, he was going up fist bumping everybody. And guys were kind of gravitating towards him, and him and Herbert were laughing. I mean, he just has – he's not a rah-rah guy, but he has this uh, charisma as a, as a leader, as a football player that I think really resonates with his teammates. And it's just another reason why this guy's a no-brainer at number one. Guys look excited to be around him. They do, yeah. Right? I mean, that's, that's – I got the same kind of takeaway. And, and if we notice that, right. you know the scouts and uh, 32 teams are noticing that as well. So it's – I mean, the Bengals aren't going to overthink this, right? Right. Uh, I, I mean, mean, I, never say never, right? <laughs> but that's just hit, like sometimes some of that, you know, the cameras are on, you know, everyone's there. Sometimes it's just for show. Like they go out there, like, you know, they want to, the coaches want to see you high fiving guys. But that yeah. is, that's him, right? I mean, right. that's the, yeah. every, every indication we have is that that's yeah. the Joe Burrow personality. Did they show that on camera? They showed him, uh, you know, it was, I forget, it might have been Jefferson. You know, oh, okay. Just like sort of pumping him up okay. before the 40 mm. or one of the drills. So, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think know. that's uh, we talked about it Tuesday. Like that's yeah. the personality we got in the press conference. That's what you got after the national championship. It seems like that's what LSU got the whole time. So yeah, and Dane mentioned that that's what teams are looking for when they're out here. That's what scouts do when they're on the road as well. I think a lot of people. It's a little bit of a misconception that you know they're there just to watch the game. A lot of those guys, they're in the press box and they're watching the guys that are on the sideline, you know, and just how they're interacting, what their demeanor is, how they react to adversity, how they react to good plays, not just the ones that they make, but the ones that their teammates make. They're watching those guys like Hawks on the sideline just to see how they interact and uh, how they deal with you know the, everything that's going on in the game. I think that's also an interesting part of the interview process over these couple months. Even when teams bring guys in for those top 30 visits, a lot of times you, you know, see a name and you wonder, well, what are they, are they even really looking at this guy? And they'll bring him in and then just talk to him about someone else that they're right. really interested in. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it certainly matters, those interactions. Before we get off the quarterbacks here, I, you know, we talked about uh, a bunch of those guys, and we talked about James Morgan. But anyone else that, uh, you know, Cole mm. McDonald tested really well. I thought Anthony Gordon looked decent throwing the ball. He was he was all right down at the Senior Bowl. Anyone else down in that day three range that uh, you really like, Fran? I actually got a text from somebody uh, in the middle, towards the end of the workout that Gordon was the guy who uh, – a little bit, he's still working through things from a lower body standpoint, but looked the sharpest in terms of his release. That release. His mechanic, yeah, yeah, like absolutely was the more impressive guy in that group. Yeah, that release is so lightning quick. It's, it, and it, I've mentioned this before, but it's just amazing. He's played four seasons of football uh, as a starter in his life because he was a baseball player basically his entire life. Starts playing quarterback in high school, starts two years in high school, one year at Juco, one year at, Florida, uh, at Washington State. And, you know, it's – I don't think people realize how good of a season he had. Like, he broke, like, five different Pac-12 records. Right. Um, you know, broke a record that Marcus Mariota had, that Jared Goff had and um, in terms of passing yards. And part of that's volume in the system and all that. 
there's definitely going to be a, a learning curve for him. I don't think anybody should expect a Gardner Minshew type of season from him uh, next year as a rookie. But, um, you know, we mentioned James Morgan as kind of one of those day three development guys. Gordon, I don't think he's going to last till you know, the later rounds. He's kind of that mid-round developmental guy. Right. Um, and I think it's an interesting debate, him or a guy like Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, uh, after you get past uh, Burrow and Herbert and uh, Tua and Love and then Fromm and Eason, then that's when you get into the debate about uh, Anthony Gordon or, or Hurts. And so I think that he's done enough to at least make that a conversation. I don't know that anyone expected the Gardner Minshew type of season from Gardner Minshew, right. to I was be just fair. That's so very true. <laughs> you never know. It's very true. Uh, all right. Our last group that went on Thursday, we got the tight ends. What do you think? Where are you with this group now, Dane? We've talked about it's not – you were waiting to see what Cole Komet was going to do because that was a guy you liked at the top. Yeah. but. I mean, is this a group you're any more excited about coming out of the combine than you were maybe a month ago? I think that I'm cautiously optimistic about some of these guys, but I don't see a first rounder in the group. Right. And I'm not even sure. Is there a top 50 guy in the group? Right. Yep. I mean, Cole Komet, maybe. Um, ran a good 40, but his three cone was awful. Um, I thought he did well during the drills, caught the ball well. Oh, solid. Rock yeah. solid across the board. Right. And so um, blocking, from what I remember, he was pretty solid. Um Troutman from Dayton, I, I, he really impressed me in the block. Best, I thought he had the best. Him and Harrison Bryant, I thought had the two best workouts. Yeah. And the blocking drill, Troutman was the best. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, so we saw the same there. Um, I looked, I, I did, when I got back to my hotel room, I went and looked it up. Troutman's three cone drill, um, what was it, six, six, seven, eight? Six, seven, eight. Crazy. Yeah, right. The sixth uh, tight end ever in the history of the combine to get under uh, six eight in the three cone. So I mean that tells you something just for comparison purposes. Yep. And you see that in his, in his ath- route athleticism. Um, he's not a burner. He's not a guy that's just going to speed by these guys. But his route athleticism, he's so smooth in and out of his out of his breaks. That we saw that in Senior Bowl. You see that on the tape, and it's matching the numbers. So I like Troutman the best of these guys. Um, I, but him and Cole Komet to go back and forth. Yeah. I'm just. I'm not convinced either going to go in the top 50. Yep. Any so. concern about the 4-8, 40 time from Troutman? You know, to me, I look at top end speed for the, for the tight ends, and it, it doesn't – it's not a deal breaker for me. Uh, to me, I think it just kind of speaks to the fact that there is no dynamic first round, oh, this right. guy's going to be moved around the formation type of player. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Like, when I watch Troutman – I wrote down like Jesse James as mm-hmm. a guy that I think could be like an every down player, uh, but he's not going to be a dynamic every down player. You right. know what I mean? Like he's, right. he's going to play in the NFL. He's going to be a solid starter for somebody, but not someone that you're going to hang your hat on and say, man, like, all right, we're set. We don't need anybody, any more help at that position. Um, and I, that's how I view a bunch of these guys, though. Like, I look at Harrison Bryant. I look at Hunter Bryant. I look at Albert Okwebunam, and I wish I was a little bit more bullish coming in uh, on him. But, um, you know, there are a few of these I'm guys. I'm impressed you said the name so well. I've been I, practicing for like three years. I've been, I was, he, like, led the country in touchdowns for tight ends yeah, as, as, like, a freshman. freshman. Yeah. So I watched him that year just to kind of get ready for him. But, um, you know, I think when you look at this group, I think there's a bunch of solid players. There's just not the TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fan, OJ Howard. We just don't have that. So I think it, because I'm, I'm more with you that I think it gets a bad rap as a class as a whole, yeah. but it's a good group. There's there's good players in that group. Yeah, and I think the 40-yard dash, uh, more so than at other positions, can be a little overrated for the tight end position. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tony Gonzalez ran in the mid-4.8s when he came out. Um, Zach Ertz was like a 4.76, yeah, right. 4.77 type of guy. So, uh, you know, I, I think that more so than some other position, receiver, corner, those are stopwatch positions, um, some other spots, but running back, tight end, that's where I think 40-yard dashes, you can... There's more examples of the outliers, um, and I, I think to your point, not that 
you're drafting Troutman thinking he's going to be a future pro bowler. You're drafting him thinking he can earn a starting spot and be just a quality contributor for you for a long time. Well, Fran, you mentioned the top end speed. Okuwe Boonham, yep. 4 4 9. 4 4 9. Like, how much? Obviously, I know you've. Dane, you're always uh, the 90-10. Uh, yep, don't want to put too much emphasis on these uh, drills, 10% of it. But uh, how much did he make himself some money last night with that 449? Or what's that do for so him So I now? haven't heard a lot. I haven't talked with a lot of teams about him. So I don't know what the thought was around the league on him. I would say that I definitely felt like I was higher on him than most in the media coming into the week. Um, you know, I liked his movement skills. I, t- I actually had It's funny you brought up uh, Zach Ertz earlier. Dan. I, I feel like he... Uh, had a similar kind of skill set to to Zach uh, coming out of Stanford, and that solid blocker, not a great blocker, right. but brings value as a pass catcher. Can be moved around the formation, can be lined up isolated outside the numbers, and can win one on one against safeties, against corners, against linebackers. So uh, I think uh, Okwebunam has that ability in his body. Now it's a matter of just kind of putting it all together. I think yeah, you see it when he's asked to you know stretch the seam. I think you see a little bit of that as speed. But when he's asked to, you know, run a dig or an out or, you know, just when he's asked to make movements, he doesn't run with urgency. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of negates his athleticism a little bit. And so he just needs to be more comfortable as a route runner, let it loose and just go. I mean, I thought coming in, I gave him, uh, what, a late third round grade, I think. Um, and so I'm going to go back and watch more on him. I, I think, yeah, like like you said, Chris, that 90-10 rule, he's, he's part of that 10% where a little unexpected, time to go back and check out more. But uh, I think coming in, I thought he was a good chance of going top 100, and you know, with the times that he put up, that that's only kind of reinforces that. The guy I wish we saw because you know, I think when you talk about speed and athleticism, how they time at this position, the guys that we see as good athletes on film, you'd like to see them kind of back that up. Mm-hmm. I wish Hunter Bryant was a little bit more yep. dynamic in the testing scores. Um, again, I'm not going to kill him on it, but uh, I wish I saw a little bit more from him. Uh, the kid out of Washington. Uh, I said Denzel Mims might have been the guy who's made him, you know, given himself the biggest boost over the last month. Uh, Josiah DeGora has got to be in that conversation too, right? And I know you mentioned him in your your post up, uh, Dane, and he's got another workout, right? He's doing another one uh, because we talked about some of those position change requests. um, But another good night for him on Thursday. Yeah, and he's, uh, you know, the fullback position, you know, it's it's, it's not a, something that gets talked about a lot in today's NFL, but I think he is going to be that top H-back fullback option. Um, caught the ball well. Um, I, I thought he he didn't blow me away with the agility stuff, but he looked good. He didn't it looked slow, put it that way. Um, so I thought, uh, yeah, and I asked someone when I was leaving Lucas Oil Stadium, um, you know, who, who'd you really like? And De- DeGuar was the first word out of his mouth. So uh, definitely made an impression on teams and eager to see him tonight working out with the running backs to see him, uh, you know, can he make that transition? And um, he's a guy on special teams. He's going he's to make plays for you. Um, I, I think he drastically helped. Maybe not drastically, but, okay, drastically if you include the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl and Combine, I think he drastically has helped himself become a draftable player. Yeah, I think, you know, Cincinnati has quietly been one of those programs uh, outside the Power Five that – just churns out NFL players all the time. I mean, you, you know, in Philadelphia, uh, we all know because it's you know Brent Selleck and Jason, Jason Kelsey and Connor Barwin and Trent Cole. But uh, you go to obviously Travis Kelsey and um, you know you go bounce around and and they've put out quality players. And I think Deguara 
look, this is a guy that can be moved around the formation. You know, he'll line up in the backfield <clears throat> as a wing. He'll line up in line. He can line up in the slot. He can win in different ways. He's tough. He's competitive. He's smart. Uh, I don't know if you talk. I talked to him at the Senior Bowl, and I was really impressed with him uh, on a personal level. So I think you look at Deguara. Yeah. Yeah. Is he is he Travis Kelsey? Is he Rob Gronkowski? No, he's not one of those guys. But I think he's going to find a role. You know, you look at a guy like uh, a Trey Burton and what he's done with not just the, the Bears, but also uh, in Philadelphia. I think he could be that kind of a compliment uh, to an NFL. Offense. Just keep throwing out names at you guys here for a couple more minutes. Uh, Bryson Hopkins. Mm. We talked about there not being yeah. maybe a top 50 guy here and not a great group overall, I guess, in, in the grand scheme of things at this point. But I mean, is he someone that could sneak into day two? Like, what's his ceiling here? I did you have you talked to him at all? I was really impressed with him the other day. I Tuesday caught his morning. interview. Yeah. yeah, he he was he was polished. You yeah, know, he was he was very confident standing up there, and so. Yeah, I, I, I was impressed by that. I, I, I struggle with him. I really? Don't, I, I kind of uh, like him a little bit. I, I mean, I, there are things I like. I mean, the speed, obviously. Um, you know, he looks like a rocked-up receiver. Yep. But he also blocks like one, you know. Like, mm. he's, not, he's not a guy I think you're really going to trust in line. Uh, the drops bother me, um, and maybe too much. But um, I don't know. Do you, you think he can go top 100? I think he can because I think he's got – I think we see the movement skills mm. from him on film that we don't see from the number of these guys. And with teams wanting that, I think that someone's going to see that upside and he might sneak into the top 100. And that was why I mentioned him. You mentioned some of the, the athleticism there, Danny. He was top five among tight ends in the 40, top five uh, in the th- uh, three cone, I think. or t- you know, He's right up there in the short shuttle. Like He had a bunch of good numbers uh, coming out of Thursday night. So, um, And then the one, one more I'll throw out because he had the best short shuttle time and uh, – this he is in the top five for those other drills. Uh, Dalton Keene from Virginia yeah. Tech. I don't yeah. know if that's a name we've brought up him. at I all. Even, I haven't even done him. That. <laughs> yeah, I, I took. A, I think in two games I looked before we got into the combine. I think really raw as a route runner, um, and the production wasn't great. I mean, you yeah. have to kind of search, right? Because uh, I don't have like point of attack tapes. I just have full games, and right. so. It took a little bit of effort to kind of go through the play-by-play <laughs> to find, okay, where are these guys, where is targets coming, um, just to get a better look at them. Uh, you know, I think he, his athletic, athletic profile is definitely going to have teams taking a longer look at him because yeah. he, he did impress, and he moved well at the combine. So there was, it was him, it was Deguara, it was Charlie Tomapeo. Those yeah. are the guys that got the workouts at fullback, right? Yeah, you got all these names down. I, I, I put it, one of the first things I do is when I, I look up pronunciation, go to the pronunciation mm-hmm. guide. I put it at the very top of the report. So that every time I look at it, it's like just etched in my memory. Yeah, no, that's smart. Try to. We should work on it. We've been trying to say Tonga Vailoa for yeah, no. five months now. <laughs> just, just it. We're lazy so. and just go to it. <laughs> we're just going to it. We yeah. gave up and. In like October, Alberto. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're lazy. Uh, so the, obviously, we got three more days of workouts here. The interview portion of this for the media is all done. Yeah. They're clearing out. Uh, even the Friday morning media session looked a little, <laughs> a little thin. Uh, I think Thursday night might be the the limit for everyone. Um, but uh, we got three more days of workouts. Um, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends already already uh, finished up here. Um, what are you looking for, Fran? These next three days. So. Uh, I'll be, I'm excited to see, look, the, the pass rushers working out, the defensive linemen working out is always one of my favorites. I love watching those positional drills, uh, just seeing how those guys move. So uh, excited to see that. We'll see some different drills. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, Chris, uh, you know, all, all three nights here. Uh, Deuce Staley, the Eagles running backs coach, has a, a new drill debuting uh, on Friday night that he, that he runs uh, in Philadelphia, so he'll break that out. Uh, I know Terrell Austin uh, has drills that he's busting out for the DBs, so excited to see uh, some of these new drills get, get rolled out as well. 
and it's kind of fresh in our minds because we met with the DBs today. Um, any of these DBs that came through uh, that really impressed you with the, you know, the presence and what they had to say? Mm. <sighs> I, I talked with Kayvon Wallace, the, the Clemson mm. safety, for a bit. I thought he was impressive. Um, there were a few, there were a handful of guys that I talked with. I, it, speed dating in this. Uh, I know. Scenario. I think the so biggest like, takeaway might have been the amount of times we heard Jamar Chase's name at the that's LSU a good point. receiver. We, yeah. It, I mean, you you do such a good job of asking, um, you know, who's the toughest guy you've gone against? And, um, you know, I just follow you around to hear what the answers are. And uh, a lot of these guys said Jamar Chase, the yeah, true sophomore, who, the rising junior at LSU, who he, he's, you know, that John Travolta Pulp Fiction um uh, Jeff, that's just looking around like yeah, that's kind of that's gonna be him in the LSU locker room next year with the all those guys gone, um, and it's gonna be frustrating for him to, after a Blitnikoff season to come back and uh, you know we'll see what LSU does, but yeah, it, what, Igbenogany said him. Um, yeah. who who uh, did did Diggs say him? I, I think, think I think Diggs said him. Yeah. Um, there were a handful of guys that, that yeah. brought him up. So uh, it's funny. You meant, I, I asked two questions to all these guys because, mm-hmm. again, we're trying to speed through, and I try to talk to as many as I can. So uh, the other question I ask is, and it gives me like a uh, little bit of a jumping off point to next year, to 2021. Who's a, who's a guy that we're not talking about for your team this, right now that we'll be talking about a year from now? So all these guys will give sleepers and young players and sophomores and stuff like that. Uh, so I asked uh, AJ Terrell. I was like, "Oh, you know, like who, who's who's a guy that we're not talking about now that we will be a year from now?" Clemson corner. Yeah, yeah, the Clemson corner. And he said Trevor Lawrence, and everyone <laughs> laughed. And I, I was like, "Yeah, we're talking about Trevor." I was right. like, "Who else you got?" And he goes, "Justin Ross." I was like, "I was like, all right, man. Like, what do you, what do you like about Justin, Justin Ross?" Uh, so got some nuggets there. But it's uh, no, it's it's fun talking to these guys. Even though uh, Dane, you've been coming here longer than me. I mean, it, it was a little bit different in the past. We used to be able to spend a lot yeah. more time with each guy, but. Yeah. Uh, the structure of it's, it is good now. We get it all done in like two and a half, three hours. But um, now you have to speed through if you want to be able to talk to as many guys as possible. And I know. I mean, Chris, you were pretty impressed with uh, Okuda with the way. Yeah. You know, I know, you know, with you and the Lions and Okuda being a possibility there at the third pick or maybe a couple of picks later, uh, how do you think he did? Um, yeah, I mean, his presser was one of the best ones, I think, uh, here this week. He was really... He, he, like the third question someone asked him uh, about uh, how he's going to improve on his sloppy tendencies on film. <laughs> I heard this. Yeah, and, I heard that. Know, that was one of those where you're like, all right, how's he going to? It was almost like you hear the stories about how the NFL teams are going to throw guys off in the interviews. Like, oh, how's he going to react to this? And uh, his answer, you know, he said, what do you, what do you mean sloppy? He's like, oh, well, you, you know, I maybe get grabby or whatever sometimes. Like, I, I didn't have any penalties this year. I think you need to go watch that tape again. That's outstanding. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I thought he was really good and he was uh, – really in depth with his answers he talked a lot about like appreciating nfl history which i'm sure matt patricia's gonna love that might put him over the top on that alone so i thought he had a really good really polished seemed like he was very comfortable there um and yeah i mean if, again if you're just sort of checking off boxes i thought that was a good one i thought uh Ochimudia, i went over and talked mm. to him a little bit i thought He's a fun he, player he was impressive yeah. he talked he said uh you know some teams have talked to him a little bit about you know, maybe if he'd be able to play some safety. Yeah, which, Iowa corner. Yeah, right. and right at cornerback, but he played. Uh, you know, he was like a safety linebacker coming yeah. out of yep. high school. So it, it sounded like uh, some teams had maybe brought that up with him. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought he was impressive talking to him. So his teammate Geno Stone, I was pretty impressed with. Yeah, he, I agree. He yeah, handled himself pretty well. He, um, you know, he's a true junior. It came out early, and he he looked like one of the more mature guys up there. Yeah. I was really impressed with how how he handled himself. I'm eager to see how he tests because I. Watching him on film, he, he doesn't he, – he anticipates, he's smart, he 
doesn't look like the most explosive player, and so I'm really eager to see him and Antoine Winfield and mm-hmm. some of these other DBs who have a lot of talent, just mm-hmm. it, you know, in terms of playing the position. But obviously, it's just a little different going up against NFL speed. Yep. And so, if you, it'll be really interesting to see how they test, and um, that could directly affect where they end up getting drafted. McKinney was impressive too uh, at the podium. I mm-hmm. thought Xavier McKinney, the Alabama safety. I thought uh, he was one of the more impressive guys I talked to all week. I don't know, not a surprise there, probably. No, yeah. but I think that's we know he's going to be one of those guys that you drop in and hope is a leader on your defense right, right yeah. away. And then he mentioned that he talked about that how his freshman year was more leading by example, and then sophomore, junior year, he really developed his voice and uh, leadership. And he's another guy that mentioned Jamar Chase. As, yeah. uh, he actually mentioned three guys: Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson, and then Brian Edwards, who unfortunately uh, is not able to work out yep. here this get the combine. I actually I tweeted that, and I followed it up with a, a clip from. Uh, the all 22 tape of uh, Brian Edwards just turning McKinney around. That's and, right. That was uh, great. Uh, yeah. That was, he, that, was uh, that Alabama tape was pretty good for Brian Edwards. Yeah. Physicality, um, he created his own space a few times. So uh, he's, uh, Brian Edwards is going to be one of those guys that ends up being a, a sleeper because we're going to forget about him. Yep. I mean, I say we, like, as in just a collective us, you know, not going to talk about him a ton with the foot injury. But hopefully, you know, the medicals were okay. Um, we'll find out more about that here, here pretty soon. Uh, but he's a guy that is one of the top seniors in this class. Um, I mean, I don't – Michael Pittman, Denzel Mims, uh, Brandon Ayuk. Brian Edwards is right there in terms yeah. of the top senior wideouts in this class. Uh, and so he's – if you're able to get him in the mid-third round, I think that's, that's excellent value. You mentioned Winfield. He told a kind of a cool story up on the podium, too, about watching uh, – you know, watching game tape with his dad when back when his dad was, yep. he, I think he said it was Calvin Johnson. Like so, it must have been Jeez. the Lions game. Like just sort of scouting out right. the, when he was like eleven years old, being able to go through that, and that, you know, that's always one of the things that that lineage and having that uh, sort of background in it definitely helps out. I mean, you, and you see that on tape. You see the understanding from him. Of no question. Some of those things going on in front of him. And it's not only the bloodlines that is great, but the, literally he grew up in a locker room. Yeah, you know, like he grew up. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure that he was born when his dad was still a senior at Ohio State. Um, Jim Thorpe Award winner, ends up being a first-round pick, Bills, Vikings. Um, And so he grew up kind of in that NFL life, and he knows how it works. He's got a pretty pretty, uh, uh, good confidant, his dad, uh, being able to help him through the process. And He's a wild card. Um, I don't know what to, his his testing is going to be interesting. He's he's obviously doesn't have the size just like his dad. He was five nine, yep. what thirty and maybe an eighth inch arms, which is well below average. And I think something you see on film. Um, but his testing will be important because you can be short, but you can't be short and slow. And so, is he going to run in the four fours? Um, is he going to be a four five guy? Uh, what he runs in the forty and how he does in the agility stuff. That'll be something that's directly tied to his draft grade. Well, all I know is that whatever he runs, if he runs four six, I'm gonna say, yep, plays like four five. If he runs, if he runs four seven, <laughs> I'm gonna say, yep, plays like four six. Yeah. Uh, his instinct, I love his toughness, his competitiveness, oh, yeah. uh, his ball skills are really good. Um, he's a fun player. I, I, me personally, like top 100, I I would not uh, stick my nose up to Antoine Winfield Jr. I, I, yeah, I gave him a third round grade. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could take him earlier. Um, but he is a challenging player yeah. because, again, he's, he's so undersized. And, um, you know, I know his dad was too, and his right. dad was made Pro Bowls. But um, it's just 
it, it's tough to get past that uh, when you're playing defensive back and you know you're going up against some of these NFL uh, the size and speed at the position. I mean, it, trying to see him go up against a Julio Jones is like it's just really tough to envision. So how he works out will be uh, pretty important for him. Medical big there too. Yeah, he was the rare redshirt sophomore, right. or six. Let me say it this way: the rare fourth-year sophomore. Right. Because uh, yep. he, yeah, two years he played four games and was out the rest of the year. Had the medicals, so that's something that um, hopefully we we'll find out more about here soon. Yep. I feel like we can't get out of here without me mentioning uh, Michael Turk putting up 25 <laughs> on the bench. The Arizona State punter said yeah. he might run the 40. He might just drop a little 40 show out there for us. I don't know. If you got it, flaunt it, right? Teams are go. looking for strength from their punters, but maybe you get a little extra tackler back there or something. <laughs> I felt like he deserved a shout-out before we wrapped up here. So. Positionless football. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, and, again, you can get to the uh, theathletic.com uh, slash prospects to pros. If you uh, still need a subscription, it gets you 40% off. Uh, you get Dayton's draft guide, uh, which I keep asking for status checks. Are you uh, – how we doing? God, I, 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 I hope the first week in April. I hope. The month of March just doesn't happen for me uh, every year. <laughs> and so it'll be the same this year. I'll just be holed up in my uh, office working on that. And hopefully yeah, that, hopefully that first week in April, I want to get all the pro day information in there. That's part of it too because uh, that's so important when uh, as teams, you know, finalize their boards and get a better sense of these guys, uh, that'll definitely be a big part of uh, the final uh, edition of the guide. Well, well worth it for those of us who read the guide every year. It's outstanding. It's, yeah, just incredible. So, again, that comes with you have to have an athletic subscription to get That's it. it. So, uh, com slash prospects to pros for 40% off. Uh, you can get Dane at DP Brugler on Twitter. I'm at Chrisberg NFL. Special guest here. Thanks to him, Fran Duffy yes. at FDuffy3. Thank you, Fran. Yeah, yeah thanks, the, guys. Uh, really appreciate <clears throat> you stopping by over yeah. here. Um, check him out on the Journey to the Draft podcast. Again, uh, Awesome. Does me, great work I mean, over everything it. he he puts out. Make sure you're following him on Twitter because there's a lot of great stuff there. Appreciate so. that, guys. Uh, and for our producer Kent Garrison here, it's been. Uh, I think people are starting to head home. Been a fun week here in Indianapolis. A long week, like always. Like I said, we still got three more days of drills, but. Uh, that's the thing yeah, is, it feels like it's winding down, but it's, <laughs> it's not. not. No, <laughs> it's not. I'm gonna go watch, watch, drive home, and watch from there. So uh, safe travels to you guys as you head out, and thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, to our couple shows this week we'll be back next week to kind of recap everything else those other three workouts and uh what everything else dane's hearing from down here and uh continue on with this draft process so uh one more time theathletic.com slash prospects to pros for 40 percent off thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon